Welcome to GradCast. I'm Callum. I'm Krishna. All the do's and don'ts of being a grad. This time on GradCast... Your career can look any, any way of a thousand different ways. There's so many opportunities in the APS. And also, it's the, the supportive pathways are not the be-all, end-all either. Where the, the APS in general is constantly advertising and direct entry roles. One thing I've always said to grads under my charge is play the grad card. The access that you get to senior leadership, experiences, just the opportunity to sit at the back of a room in, in a meeting is, is quite unique. Hello and welcome back to another episode of GradCast. First of all, Wow, thank you so much for your incredible response to episode one of my conversation with Craig Smith. All of us at the GradCast team, including myself, are so happy to hear that you're actually able to benefit and learn from all of the incredible wisdom that Craig has been sharing with us so far. Lucky for you, the conversation doesn't finish at episode one, because in today's conversation, I continue my chat with Craig Smith, who I'd like to remind you is the Assistant Director of Career Pathways at the Australian Public Service Commission. So following on from our last couple of questions that were sent in by you, in today's episode, I will also be asking Craig a couple more questions sent in by all of our listeners, But we will also be focusing on key topics like picking the right grad program whilst you're still at uni, identifying key skills that are currently in demand at the Australian Public Service, and how you can possibly pick some of those skills up during your time at your grad program. We will also be talking about the importance of putting your best effort into your rotations during your grad program, how to pick your rotations and how to make the most of them, but also talking about what happens after the rotations and how to keep that momentum going in your career in the public service. So just like the first episode, lots of things to talk about today. So stay tuned and keep listening. Going back in time again a little bit, you actually mentioned that you, um, straight out of uni, were a forklift driver for a while. (laughs) Amongst other things. Yes, and amongst other things. So that leads me to my question on um, the public service obviously offers traditional just entry-level pathways to just where you start as an APS1 or 2S. Direct entry is probably the the best phrase for that. Direct entry pathways compared to um, also grad programs. So what is the difference and why would you um, encourage somebody to go down the graduate program pathway? Yeah, absolutely. So it's probably important to highlight there's a number of supported pathways. It's probably the best way to describe them, like like the graduate programs. Um, So the way I described my journey, um, because I wasn't tertiary level educated, I didn't, I probably didn't even research properly. what the other opportunities were, but I was lucky enough to secure a temporary contract and worked my way through from there. Um, But what we have is a wide variety of supported pathways. So we've got our graduate pathways, which is probably our most, I guess, senior of the pathways in a sense. We we target tertiary um, students, but then not just graduates, not just those uh, or people who've completed their degree. We actually, uh, people who've done their degree have a five-year window to, to put themselves forward and utilise that degree as a current qualification for the roles that they're applying for. Um, further to 
graduates that are either in their final year or finished. We've got uh, cadet programs um, and we're looking at uh, expanding our intern uh, programs as well. So those are both two pathways to um, paid employment, supported pathway whilst you're doing your university degree with a um, defined link to ongoing opportunities at the end of your um, cadet or yeah. uh, cadet program in particular. Our intern program is um, a, a different level of support, but again, it's that connection to uh, the employer. Yeah. And then for our non-tertiary educated um, candidates, we've got apprentice programs. As I mentioned before, we've got the whole of government uh, generalist apprentice program that's led by Department of Education, Services Australia is leading the Indigenous Affirmative Measures um, Apprentice Program. Again, those are both generalist in their focus, which is really, really good. Just such a wide range of opportunities. And then for um, uh, candidates that are potentially just stepping out of Year 12 and looking for that first step, um, we've got some um, lower-level, entry-level opportunities. HR School Lever, which is a great program that the ATO um, leads. Uh, as well as a whole of government initiative. So the Department of Finance leads what's called a career starter program. So again, similar to the graduate pathways, Department of Finance leads the recruitment on behalf of lots of participating agencies. And um, that's a very well thought of and popular program with agencies in particular. I just want to actually break away for a second and go back to my time when I was applying. Yeah. And one of the things that graduates face so often during applying is rejection. Um, because you apply for 50 programs, you get rejected from 40 of them and maybe you land an interview at five and that's sort of how it goes. Absolutely. And at, when you're at uni in your final year, grad program is this buzzword that everybody's talking about. Oh, did you land a grad program? Yeah. But this is so great because there are actually so many pathways to success. Um, and unfortunately at uni, we get told that if you don't get a grad program, it's really the end of the road for you. So that you. could not be further from the yeah. truth now. Um, that's a really good really good point and a really good question. Thank you for asking it. I sat on the panel for the whole of government apprentice program um, that uh, was worked through in the middle of this year for commencements next year. I interviewed so many candidates that had degrees. The one chap I interviewed had a triple degree and he just loved the outlook that the apprentice program and the generalist nature of it um, provided. He, he was so excited about the opportunities that were available. And I'm sure with his qualifications and, um, and skills that he possessed, he, I'm sure he would have been in good shape for a graduate opportunity elsewhere. But, um, you know, it, it highlighted that for our uni students who are already probably feeling the pressure, they invested all this time, um, etc., in their degree. And then, you know, the pressure's on to, to make it count and straight after uni you've got to launch into an amazing career. Uh, as I say, um, said before, we can we will accept for five years um, the, the currency of your degree. Yeah. Um, and and also it's the, the supported pathways are not the be-all, end-all either. Where the, the APS in general is constantly advertising in direct entry roles and I can definitely attest to the fact that university graduates... Um, uh, will hold themselves in very good stead for direct entry roles. The APS, uh, in a broader sense, is very much professionalising its workforce. Um, I, I'm a good example of that. I, I went for a long time uh, just doing some uh, vet-level courses uh, throughout my career, but um, it became very apparent in a leadership role I was not going to 
stay current with my knowledge or progress any further unless I got myself um, educated to a higher standard. So I, I did that I uh, and this is a point I wanted to make in the chat and as to how much the APS supports professional development and continuous development throughout your career. Um, I was financially and time supported um, to do my post-grad in public sector management. So for all of our listeners, um, what Craig said some to some extent is called study leave. Study bank's probably the most... Study bank's? Study bank's probably the most common phrase for okay. it, but study leave and yeah. the, the support and for it's professional great, development yeah, is amazing. Because it exists and, and that's not as, actually as common as people think it might be. So mm. so moving on to our last couple of questions. Sure. Um, fast forward to obviously a year on, you've finished your grad program or you're yep. nearing to finish it like some of our grads currently in their cycles as well. What's next then? What kind of conversation should grads be thinking about starting and who should they be starting these conversations with? Well, the beauty of supported pathways is I would recommend these conversations start whilst you're on the program Mm -hmm. because you do have a unique level of support and um, guidance and attention. Mm -hmm. Um, One thing I've always said to grads under my charge is play the grad card. Mm -hmm. The access that you get to senior leadership, experiences, Mm -hmm. just the opportunity to sit at the back of a room in in a meeting is is quite unique. and this can, same can be said for all of our supported pathways, it is unique to what the general APS population gets access to. So make the most of your graduate or supported pathway year. So what do I encourage graduates and any individual moving off any of our supported pathways is to embrace a culture of flexibility, adaptability and mobility in particular. Those three attributes uh, are most definitely what government and the senior leadership of the APS is expecting of their workforce moving forward. So, look, your career can look any any way of a thousand different ways. There's so many opportunities in the APS. The, the opportunities with some of the bigger agencies to link with industry, um, some really exciting initiatives that are going on across the country. The APS is linked to the vast majority of it in one way, shape or form. So I just recommend to graduates be open-minded your your graduate role and your graduate employer, that's the start of your journey. So if you embrace those attributes, and particularly mobility, the the opportunities will be endless. When is the next round of grad programs commencing? What are some key dates that our listeners should be jotting down and sort of be, you know, using as deadlines? And is there anything else you want to share about the things that are happening in your world and any new innovations and exciting things? Although everything you talked about is already very exciting, but anything above and beyond would be great as well. Absolutely. So in regards to key dates, um, so between now and the end of the year, I'll be engaging with agencies across the public service. Uh, to essentially gauge everybody's shopping list for graduates and entry-level candidates for next year. How many are agencies looking for? Uh, How many are we going to have participating in each stream? Um, For example, we identified over... I I just finalised this data today. We identified over 1,300 graduates suitable for roles in government just this year. And that's just in the supported part, in the consolidated approach, in the consolidated pathways. So that's a really exciting outcome. That's the highest number we've ever identified. And in a market that is considerably tough this year, the graduate employer market has been a a tough one. Um, That's a fantastic outcome and we're really excited about it. 
moving forward, um, from early Feb next year, uh, graduates and all of our entry-level candidates that might be listening should definitely keep an eye on all of our channels, everything that I mentioned earlier, uh, our socials, in particular the APS Career Pathways portal, which um, again, will just pop up on Google. Uh, it's on the APS Jobs website and that'll take you off to all of our opportunities. But we'll really start our marketing push from February onwards. Uh, you'll find for graduates, applications will open generally around early March and will run from for four to six weeks um, as applications open. And then we will have a uh, three quarters of the way through March, we have a big virtual career fair. And that's where all of our participating agencies and information about all of the opportunities, the experiences, what it'll look like for our successful candidates, that'll all be on show. Uh, and that's through Grad Australia. And then throughout the year, through to about August, work, work your way through all the assessment processes, etc. For all the other pathways, our apprentice and interns and uh, cadet programs and career starters, there's such a, a varied range of dates and uh, etc. So again, keep your eye on the Career Pathways portal. Um, we'll continue with updates, alerts, etc. through our Facebook, through our Insta, uh, through the Public Service Commission's uh, channel or the APS Jobs channel. So again, if you just subscribe to those, um, you, you'll stay informed. A lot of graduates who don't make it to grad programs, um, they get told it's not the end of the world, um, but there's no solid next steps. But what you've done is actually proven to us and given us plenty of other pathways to actually still be a part of the public service and make it your own yeah. and find your own journey and your own path and that there's no one, it's, it's actually um, no one size fits all sort of a thing. You can, you can choose your own adventure in the public service, Absolutely. which is great. So thank you so much. My Karen. pleasure. And look, and what I'd like to add is um, just two quick things. Um, Whilst I've mentioned channels and websites, this, that and the other, I am always available to talk to graduates, cadets, apprentices, whomever. I, I chat to people all throughout the year. I attend a lot of career fairs. But you'll always get a hold of myself or my colleagues at the Public Service Commission at careerpathways at apsc.gov.au. Um, always happy to have a chat, a career coaching session, just, you know, where your head's at, how it's looking, what you're studying, how it might relate. Really happy to help. Um, the other thing I wanted to just put out there is to keep an eye on our APS Academy campus initiative. Um, there'll be some announcements from our minister between now and the end of the year as to exactly what that'll look like. But essentially, the focus for the APS or an additional focus is we're taking jobs, we're breaking down that barrier of you, you must relocate to Canberra or Sydney or Melbourne for your graduate program or your cadet or your intern program. Um, we recognise that that's we're past that now as yeah. an approach to, to talent yeah. and we need to evolve with the times. Um, COVID's taught us one thing that um, we need to be more adaptive. The APS, I talk about the way candidates need to, um, you know, display certain traits. As an employer, we've needed to evolve to be more adaptable, flexible and mobile. So we're taking jobs outside of Canberra. We're going to have some fantastic opportunities coming up uh, in centres to start off with. We're starting off in Darwin, Townsville and Newcastle all through 2023 at various times. Um, also uh, with Tasmania most likely or Tasmania in 2024. So there'll be lots more detail on what those opportunities will look like and our minister, will, um, Katie Gallagher, will, will inform everybody as to what that looks like. But, um, yeah, really exciting. Great. Thank you so much for that. Pleasure.
And thank you for your time today on the show as well. There was a lot of important information for all of our grads there, and I've learned a couple of things as well. So thank you so much. It's all on the website. The career path. It's it's all centrally housed in that career pathways portal. So I know I can talk a bit too much mm. sometimes, and uh, it all rattles off uh, my tongue pretty easy. But um, that's a lot to take in in a short episode. So. It's all centrally available um, and as I say, I'm very happy to have a direct one-on-one chat with um, anyone who'd like to take the time. Wow, all I can say is what a fantastic time to be a graduate or an aspiring graduate who wants to be a part of the Australian Public Service. After listening to everything you've had to say, Craig, I can truly say that the APS is changing. It's becoming hipper and cooler and more competitive and keeping up with the changing times and creating some fantastic opportunities for all of the future incoming grads. And I can also see that there's clearly no um, one size fits all solution for being in the public service and wanting to contribute to your country and make a difference. There are so many different avenues and pathways for people of all ages and all backgrounds really even who can still enter the APS and make it their own. So thank you so much, Craig, for sharing all of this fantastic and incredibly timely and relevant information with me and all of my listeners. Even though I'm past my grad year now, I'm actually really surprised I picked up some really interesting pointers in some of the things you had to say there as well. So thank you so much once again for your time. And just like the first episode, I'm sure that this one is going to receive a fantastic response and is going to really reassure and support a lot of the APS grads who are appearing for their interviews or are thinking of applying to be involved um, and part of a grad program. So to all of our listeners, that was it for this episode. But in the next episode, we are going to be asking similar questions to current APS graduates and see how it compares or maybe contrasts from some of the things that Craig has pointed out to us in the past two episodes. Callum and I will be talking to David from Department of Home Affairs, who was an APS graduate in 2021, and Victoria from the ATO, who is currently finishing up her graduate program. We ask them questions that you have sent us and get to know the ground reality of things as they are in the APS today. So see you then. But in the meantime, please continue to write to us as so many of you are at hello at gradcast.com.au and you can also follow us on our social media and your favorite podcast app and our handle, of course, as you all know, is gradcast podcast so thank you so much for listening to us and following us along on this journey we hope all of our episodes are proving to be incredibly useful to you and keep writing to us because as you can see when we have an appropriate expert in the room with us or on air with us we do try to ask them the questions that you send in and get them answered so that's all from me see you in the next episode bye now